Speedway proudly presents Rapid on Racing, the Tri-State's number one motorsports talk show. Today's program is brought to you in part by our marketing partners. Recognized by the Eastern Motorsports Press Association as one of the top racing shows in the Eastern United States, here's Rapid on Racing. This is the banker Bob thought for June 28th. A friend of mine told his wife he wanted to be cremated. She made an appointment for next Tuesday. All right, fans, joining me now, co-host Dave Oliveri. Dave, how are you this evening? Dave is very tired from three days of firecracker. I don't know if I'm getting older. The excitement was just that good, but I tell you what, Don, it's Monday evening and I'm still dragging. And you're not alone. Me, Lynn Geisler, Carol Gamble, everybody I talked to last night, uh, Eshelman, everybody was tired. But what a show. We'll get into the meat and potatoes in a minute. But our guests tonight include Jennerstown Speedway General Manager Billy Rebar, Josh Berry, the driver for Dale Earnhardt Jr., Jarek Johnson, the driver of the MIAPOW number 76, and Jake Gunn, the dirt late model driver from Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. Bill Korch has a complete report on the firecracker. And Dave, you have a couple great interviews with Brandon Overton. I mean, you and him are new best buddies, and what a nice guy. He's just, he's amazing. He's just so humble, so friendly, and very articulate. I mean, you had a chance after the race on uh, Saturday evening to ask some questions up in the Dow Carnahan Media Center. But like I said, I don't want to spoil it for the fans, but I got a chance to spend a good bit of time both Friday evening and Saturday afternoon with Brandon and his team and his fiance. And it was just, uh, I think the listeners, knowing what Brandon's been doing the last couple of weeks, to hear the interview, I think they're truly going to enjoy it. We have a nice Racers for Tots interview with Steve Baker. 
And Dave has Victory Lane interviews with Steve Baker on Brandon Shepard's win Thursday night. A tip of the hat to Team Thompson and General Manager Michael Isakowski. Friday night, band going for broke, the shuttles, the large screen for the racing action, and the security guards that kept the crowd intact on. I talked to the, the man that was in charge of the security guards, and he said that the crowd was very good, and he believes just their presence there adds a little safety and security because when people see that, they're not going to do anything stupid. Real nice guy. Matter of fact, I'm going to share that information with Billy Rebar because he had uh, talked about maybe wanting to uh, have some security up at Jennerstown. Um, I did a tribute to Marcia Shemp. Uh, she passed away in February, and, uh, you know, it was kind of interesting. Smokey met Marcia when they were in junior high school. Ginger Malloy and Marcia, they met each other over 25 years ago selling tickets at the Lernerville Speedway. Marsha's life involved around racing. It began with Smokey racing cars, and later it became both the Pitt store at Lernerville and Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. Marsha worked at Pittsburgh's PA Motor Speedway. In addition to that, she also worked at uh, Schmucker's and Roaring Knob Speedways. Yeah, she loved her racing fans and would make sets of checkered flags for the children in attendance at the tracks. She also made blankets for her friends and some of the hospitals in the Pittsburgh area. One of the uh, recipients of those flags was Aaron Zufall when he was about eight years old. And Jim loves telling the story. Aaron would get those little ones that you have at the concession stand, which are cute. But Marcia made him a set of regulation flags. And Jim still has them in his uh, house. And every time he sees them, it, it gives him pleasant memories of uh, Marcia. Uh, Marsha and Smokey raised three children, Sherry, Brian, and Scott, and had eight grandchildren. Unfortunately, two of them passed away during childbirth. Uh, Smokey Shemp spread her ashes across the start of the finish line prior to the start of the Firecracker 100. And, Don, as you alluded to earlier, you were a part of this ceremony. And this was one thing that we'll get into later on, but with Dirt Vision, when they televise something, they televise everything. They televised the prelims, whether it's for the late models or for the crate late models. And they had this you know, you and Smokey with such a touching ceremony up there. And, you know, from the media center we could see it. And the fans in attendance, they were just like glued to every word you're saying because they know and they love Smokey and they love Marsha and that's just for the people at Learnable it was special, but to have it be broadcast across the United States I'm sure it brought definitely a tear to Smokey's eyes. I was getting texts from people, well, um, down in uh, Uniontown and up in New York, people that were watching it on Dirt Vision that said what you said. Very, very emotional. And I don't know how many people noticed it, but all the pit officials were standing there lined up as Smokey was doing that. And it, it was just uh, it was a wonderful, emotional, and touching thing, and I was just very pleased that he asked me to do that. You know, in the opening, we talked about being tired, you know, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Everybody up, in, in, and especially with Rapid on Racing, you, myself, Bob Miller, we were going constantly, and I think in addition to some great racing, uh, the track crew needs to be commended, because they made, the first night it really wasn't to where I think the drivers were happy with, but the next two nights the surface was racy. Been, and, and 
in true unusual firecracker fashion, Don, the R word, rain, was not prevalent for the first time in a long time that I can remember. And you mentioned the uh, track crew to expand on that. The preparation that they went through, and Dan Bauman, uh, he has the nickname the Dirt Whisperer, he prepared that surface. Surface was perfect because Overton alluded to it in his many interviews that you did, that he hoped that the track would be compatible with the tire they had to use because the tires were different Saturday than from uh, Friday, and he said they nailed it. It was right on the money. I think one thing the drivers appreciate, maybe not so much the fans because it takes a little bit extra time, but just before the feature, you know, Dan and the crew went out there and worked the cushion. And for that 100-lap feature where there was only four cautions, and, you know, across the weekend there was only six cautions. We had one on Thursday, zero on Friday, and four on a 100-lap feature. So, like you said, to Dan, the crew, the Thompson family, just a tremendous job in preparing that track to make the drivers. And there was over, I think there was 52 late-model drivers and 54 crate late-models. So that's 104 cars in the pits. And just, again, I know we mentioned it earlier, just a tremendous job by the Thompson family and Mike Lysakowski. Agreed. The Pace Performance Rush Dirt Model Series took part in the 15th Annual Firecracker 100 with the Bill Limick Memorial for the third straight year with the World of Outlaws Morton Building Late Models at Learnerville Speedway this past weekend. The event attracted 54 cars from 11 different states. The 54 cars were the highest count in any Rush event since the record 58 cars on September 11, 2016 at Tri-City Raceway Park. Southern late models stand out. Mark Whitener got the call to drive Dirt Neal's number one, which is based 40 miles from Learnerville Speedway in Smicksburg, and made the rush-winning debut, capturing the season's richest event, the 10,000 to win Bill Wig Memorial. After finishing last in the Sunoco Dash on Friday, the Magic Man lined up sixth in Saturday's 50-lap event and lived up to his billing, wasting little time taking the lead from tour points leader Kyle Hardy on lap eight. Whitener then held off a late race charge by four-time winner in lap traffic for the victory. Again, after the 100-lap late model race, again, the track was racy, but you're talking about, I think the fans, Don, had a chance to appreciate, you know, Mark Whitener. We also had, we saw him racing the, uh, his late model, Max Blair. Max didn't have the night that he normally did, but you had Mike Norris in that group. You had, like you said, uh, Cal Hardy, uh, Cal Lucon, some of the best, the Joe Martin, some of the best drivers in, in the Rush area. And, you know, for $10,000, a lot of the big shoes came out. And, you know, Whitener, a Florida resident, came up and, you know, he showed the Pennsylvania boys what he can do. Last week, I had a chance to participate in the Jennerstown Speedway Josh Berry News Conference at the Heinz History Center Sports Museum, and you'll hear some of his comments discussing the Cars Tour race uh, that's coming up this weekend at Jennerstown. I want to remind everybody, Wrapping on Racing is available every Monday at 6 p.m. on Apple TV, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, or WrappingOnRacing.com. 
The program is available 24-7 and 365 days in the year. If you miss any of the program, just go to Apple TV or RappinOnRacing.com. Don, as always, we want to thank Jennerstown Speedway, the title sponsor for Rappin' on Racing, and our marketing partners, Alternative Power Sources, Environmental Air Incorporated, plus Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, RPS Financial Solutions, Tema Meat Market, and Zarin Truck and Automotive. I had a chance to chat with Tim Toma. He actually had a booth there uh, creating a awareness for some of the new potential customers that had a chance to taste some of his products. Yeah, I know uh, Saturday I, I got to spend a little bit of time for him, and he was like on a, a man on a mission, not only because there's – and we can, we can go on and on about the campsite camping and the haulers and things like that, but – you know, because of the connection as a chaplain and just, you know, the, his store being not that far down to me, he was delivering steaks, hamburgers, beef sticks. Uh, <laughs> he was a busy man. You mentioned the camping, and i got to give the Thompson, we're going to call him Team Thompson, credit because they had overflow parking down at Oberg's and down at that camper place, and they had a shuttle taking the fans back and forth. It was a brilliant move, and they had to do it. There just was so many cars, there was no room at the track for all the campers and cars. Well, I, I think that, you know, as early as Wednesday, you know, the campers come in and forecast being as nice as it was than last year with, you know, the craziness with COVID, I think people were ready. And I know they had to expand into the field over across from the back side of the track. There's a, a baseball field there, and they were camping there. But like you said, safety is important. So the, the shuttles to try to keep the fans off the road was a great idea. There's actually two baseball fields over there, and they were both filled. You know, I want to thank you because the last three days, I think you might have done more work for Rapping on Race than, than in the last three weeks. It was You were like the ever-ready bunny. also want to thank our reporters, Howie Bayless, Lenny Baticki, Tyler Harris, Bill Korch, Tom Lang, and Jim Zufall. Special thanks to our senior engineers and our technical advisors, Bill Korch, Ted Lusick, and Gary Scott along with Bob Miller, our multimedia data collection facilitator. You mentioned all the folks in the press room, the one that's in the pits. A lot of camaraderie, a lot of funny stories, and a lot of water was consumed. And uh, one of the folks that works in a concession stand, RJ, he just made sure we had plenty of water because there was so much activity, and it was a little bit warm from time to time. So RJ... If you're listening to this, we really appreciate it. Dave, any closing thoughts, anything you'd like to add? Uh, just for myself, what a weekend. I'm tired, sore, but had a chance to talk to a lot of drivers. When I say talk, just, hey, how you doing? But some great interviews, and I'll just share a little sneak uh, to our listeners here. You'll hear Brandon's interview, the lengthy one. We have a Victor Lane one, and one where Brandon gets and opens up and talks a little bit to me and, and to, about his last few weeks and just his career in general. But uh, also, we were while we were talking to Brandon, parked next to him was his brother, uh, Cody Overton, and his girlfriend, Anna Parkhurst. And Anna's a 20-year-old. She drives both a late model 
and a Great Lake model, and she's part of the Richard Childress developmental program. He wants to see women get in racing, so at some point later on in the season, we're going to hear Anna's interview, and also, Don, one of your faves, and it's going to be a long interview, so we're going to have, we're going to, have to spread this out either over a couple weeks or just when things are a little bit slow, but a great interview with your uh, friend, Rick Eshelman. He is so funny, and I stopped to talk to him before I left. Uh, he's just, he's, he can inject his sense of humor into the reporting of the race, and the fans like that. And I didn't know it till I heard your interview. I thought Eshelman was the one that nicknamed Overton Big Sexy, but he's had that since he was 12 years old. Yeah, yeah, that, that was a funny story. We'll let the fans hear that. But uh, in in uh, Rick's, when we were chatting, we were up in the Dow Carnahan Media Center, and I know Rick had a great relationship with not only you and Dow. So to do that, and he's a busy man to take the time. But I'll just a little a little little teaser here. Rick is known for giving some nicknames, so he threw a few out, some old, some new, and I think our listeners will truly enjoy Rick's interview when we put, when you bring it up, and I'm not sure when that will be, though. Well, the game plan on both of those is next week, but we couldn't put four hours into two hours today. Dave, I want to thank you. You need to get some rest, even though it's Monday night. The carryover will probably go into Tuesday, so uh, get some rest, and we'll talk to you next week. Uh, yeah, looking forward to it. Yeah, the head will hit the pillow, and we'll be ready for more adventures on wrapping on racing, Don. Thank you. Thanks, Don. A message for all racers, race fans, or campers. Alternative Power Sources Incorporated, located in western Pennsylvania since 1995, we have proudly served homeowners and businesses throughout portions of Pennsylvania, Ohio, and West Virginia, offering a complete line of generators and the ability to provide turnkey projects. From sales and rentals to service, maintenance, and installation, Alternative Power Sources is dedicated to providing reliable generator solutions. Their brands include MTU, Kohler, Gillette, Yamaha, Powertech, and ASCO. The experienced sales force has over 40 years' experience in the generator field, providing the resources to design the generator package to meet your needs and specifications and supply the specified products. If service is important to you, they are your source. Alternative Power Sources. For more information, call 1-800-894-4455. Since 1974, Environmental Air Incorporated has provided quality sheet metal and HVAC services in the greater Pittsburgh area. They're a commercial sheet metal contractor. Founded in 1974 by Glade Neal, Environmental Air is a family-owned union sheet metal company currently managed by Paul and Craig Neal. The people of Environmental Air are both a team and a family. They believe customer service is important. They value their employees and know that together they can have a meaningful impact on each project or service they provide. Residential service is not available due to the magnitude of their commercial work. 47 years of excellent customer service is the foundation of this successful company. Environmental Air is located at 1100 McCartney Street, Pittsburgh, PA, 15220. For additional information, call 412-922-8988. 
every day when they open the doors at Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania. Their goal is to provide great customer service by offering affordable automotive and truck repair service performed by highly trained technicians at the highest industry standard. By implementing the latest diagnostic equipment and computerized repair manuals, you can rest assured that your vehicle will be repaired to factory specifications for your specific car or truck. At Zarin Truck and Automotive, they believe in honest repairs and will demonstrate that fully by explaining the repair or service you are receiving, and they'll give you an estimate or quote before work is performed. When you choose Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, you are choosing professional automotive repair and maintenance performed by expert automotive technicians. That's Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights. This past Thursday, Friday, and Saturday at Lernerville Speedway in Sarver, it was the 15th annual Firecracker, sanctioned by the World of Outlaws Late Model Series, and also featuring the Rush Crate Late Model Series for a $10,000 to win race. One thing unusual about this year's three-day event, no rain. It's been a long time since that happened. Night number one on Thursday for the World of Outlaws Late Models, saw Ryan Gustin set the fast time overall. The heat winners were Scott Bloomquist, Brandon Shepard, Kay Dillard, Chris Madden, Spencer Hughes, and Mason Ziegler. B-Mains went to Mark Whitener, Rick Eckert, and Jared Miley. Many fans and drivers thought there were some questionable track conditions throughout the evening. Maybe that led to Brandon Shepard leading all the way, 30 laps from the pole for the $6,000 to win feature, he won by more than three seconds over Chris Madden, who finished second. Scott Bloomquist third, Tyler Bruning was fourth, and Spencer Hughes fifth. Rounding out the top ten on Thursday, Mason Ziegler, Kay Dillard, Michael Norris, Chubb Frank, and Daryl Lanigan. Warmer weather and better track conditions greeted the drivers on Friday for night two of the Firecracker. Overall fast times set by Michael Norris. Norris also went on to win his heat with other heat winners, Mark Whitener, Chubb Frank, Max Blair, Brandon Overton, and Dennis Herb Jr. B-Mains were won by Tyler Bruning, Mike Benedim, and Dale McDowell. It was a caution-free 30 laps for the $6,000 to win race with Brandon Overton the winner, Mike Norris finishing second, Mark Whitener third, Dennis Herb was fourth, and Brandon Shepard fifth. Six through ten, Max Blair, Chubb Frank, Ricky Weiss, Chris Madden, and Chris Ferguson. After the race, Overton talked about his car and what to expect for the big 100-lapper on Saturday. I was really good. Um, still still can be tweaked on a little bit. I was having a problem right there at the end. Like I said, the tire deal's got us on a, you know, in a bind because we can't run the tire that we need to run because you know, they limit us to five a night. So uh, it is what it is, 100 laps tomorrow, and then I think we'll see another you know, ball game. Even hotter weather greeted the drivers and fans for the final night, night number three of the Firecracker at Lernerville. A point system from the first two nights helped to determine the starting positions in the heat races for night three. And those heat race winners were Brandon Shepard, Mason Ziegler, Chris Madden, Brandon Overton, and Kay Dillard. Two cars from each B-Main made it to the feature. The top two in the first B-Main, Daryl Lanigan and Dan Stone. Second B-Main went to Greg Satterley with Boom Briggs, finishing second. Kay Dillard was on the pole for the 100-lap feature with Chris Madden on the outside of the front row. When the green flag fell, it was Madden who jumped into the lead, going down the front stretch and into turn one. As Dillard slowly dropped back, it was Brandon Shepard 
Dennis Herb Jr., and Spencer Hughes, who were moving up. Brandon Overton remained in fifth place in the early portions of the race. As Madden continued to lead, it was Overton, the 2021 Dream winner, who continued to move up. And by lap 40, Overton was challenging for that lead, taking over the first spot on lap 41. A caution just past the midway point of the race brought the field together, and it also brought Overton's car together with the car of Brent Larson, who accidentally hit into Overton during the yellow flag period. No serious damage to Overton's car, and when the race resumed, Overton resumed his lead. Madden and Dennis Herb Jr. would jump back and forth between second and third, with Madden regaining the runner-up position. Darrell Lanigan was making an impressive run from his 21st starting position, moving into the top five. But it was Overton who maintained a healthy distance and went on to win his second Firecracker 100, after getting his first win back in 2017. After the race, Overton talked about getting run into a couple of times, on the first lap by Mason Ziegler, and then that incident with Brent Larson. Well, I got hit the first lap. It didn't feel right from the get-go. And I was like, all right, just calm down. Maybe it's just me thinking something's bent because I haven't got hit in that thing, you know, in a while. I get the lead, and I'm like, all right, calming down. Tire's coming in. My car's feeling good. And then I get run over under caution. So I was like, well, if it wasn't bent, it's definitely bent now. Overton talked about his move toward the front and catching Madden. The slicker the track got, the more my car kind of suited me. Um, it started coming around, coming around, and I was just doing my thing. You know, you're so focused in there when you're out there driving. You're just trying to hit your marks. If you overdrive it, you back it up, or if you feel like you start rolling a little faster, you start easing on a little more. So uh, I knew I was doing good because he kept stretching the sticks out on me. And that question of tire use came up again for Overton. I did run the same pairs that we ran the night a couple weeks ago, and I just used my best judgment and... Uh, Drove it as smart as I could, and it just all played out in our favor. The top 10. At the 15th annual Firecracker at Lernerville Speedway, Brandon Overton the winner, Chris Madden second, Dennis Herb Jr. third, Darrell Lanigan, as we mentioned, great run, finishing fourth, and Brandon Shepard was fifth. 6 through 10 went to Max Blair, Michael Norris, Mason Ziegler, Spencer Hughes, and Tyler Brunig. Before the main event, the Uncle Sam 30 for non-qualifiers was won by Mike Benedem. The weekend also featured the Rush Crately Model Series, capped off by the $10,000 to win Bill Emick Memorial. Racing was spread out over those three days, with qualifying on Thursday, heat races on Friday, and the B-Mains and feature on Saturday. Heat winners were Jeremy Wonderling, Kyle Hardy, Mark Whitener, Joe Martin, Max Blair, and Michael Doritsky. The three B-Mains went to Michael Norris, Levi Crowell, and Daryl Charlier. Hal Hardy won the dash with Joe Martin second, so they would make up the front row for the 50-lap feature. And in the feature, Whitener quickly moved up from his sixth starting position and grabbed the top spot in the race on lap eight. He would face a late challenge from Hardy, but he would hold him off to capture the $10,000 and win the Bill Emick Memorial. Following Whitener and Hardy to the checkered flag was third finishing Joe Martin, Cody Overton, the brother of... Firecracker winner Brandon Overton was fourth, and David Pangrazio was fifth. Six through ten went to Michael Doritsky Jr., Levi Crowell, Brayton Santee, Corey Sines, and Michael Norris. We'll have another Rush Crate Late Model report for you on next week's show, as on Saturday at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, it's the Herb Scott Memorial. I'm Bill Korch, reporting for Rapid on Racing. 
Toma's Meat Market is a full-service, old-fashioned butcher shop and meat market. Their stores nestled in the farmlands of western Pennsylvania, where they've been for over 50 years. They hand-select cattle and hogs purchased from local farmers. At Toma's, they can help you prepare for anything from your own family's dinner to a special graduation party, a company picnic, an anniversary celebration, a wedding reception, or a whole host of other things. They can prepare entrees and have them ready for pickup or delivery in foil chafer pans. Just heat them and eat them. Please call or stop by to find out about putting a package of these ideas together for your special event. The taste and the service are out of this world. Toma's Meat Market, located at 748 Dinner Bell Road in Saxonburg, PA. For additional information, please give them a call at 724 724- 352-2020. That's 724-352-2020. Located in beautiful Somerset County in western Pennsylvania's picturesque Laurel Highlands, the Jennerstown Speedway Complex hosts exciting Saturday night racing from May to September. Come see daring drivers compete in late models, modifieds, pro stocks, street stocks, chargers, and the fast and furious fours. Special events include the Motor Mountain Masters, NASCAR Whaled Modifieds, ISMA sanctioned Super Modifieds, the Super Cup Stock Car Series, and Enduro races. The Jennerstown Speedway Complex takes great pride in providing fun, affordable family entertainment. The 6 p.m. start time allows the younger fans the opportunity to enjoy the entire show, including at the completion of each weekly event. Everyone in attendance is invited into the pits to meet the drivers and see the cars up close. Spend your Saturday nights in Somerset County at the Jennerstown Speedway Complex. And now more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Dave Oliveri. Listeners, we're at the race at the first night of the Firecracker, and joining us is, we're going to change this up a little bit. Normally, we talk to the driver, but we're going to talk to one of the car owners, Steve Baker. Steve, welcome to Rapid on Race. I had a chance to talk to you at the shop back in December. It was when all the craziness was out there, and I had a chance to talk to your driver, Brandon, up in the media center earlier this evening, but... You don't get the chance to come to the races very often. So on a track that's close to home, and especially the night that you guys had, you've been so close this year, knocking on the door. It's just nice to finally win one here at Lernerville. Well, that's for sure. You know, it's been a little bit of a struggle this year. Uh, Not that we've been running bad. It's just that, you know, circumstances haven't allowed us to have as many wins. And everybody, you know, thinks we should be jumping off the bridge someplace because we haven't won as many races. And, again, it's just circumstances that we haven't. And, you know, hey, there's a lot of good race cars out there. And and I told somebody somebody the other day, if we're doing our job as chassis builders, we shouldn't win every race. My customers should win some and all that. So, you know, but but it was our turn tonight. You know, Brandon put done a phenomenal job driving and, and uh, it, it just was a good night for us. You know, traditionally, like you said, we see Lernerville as a, a top dominant track. And then like I guess we were talking to Brandon during the interview post-race. And lately, when they configured the track a little differently this year, and I know you've seen some videos as Brandon's alluded to it, this track, now tonight you had two grooves. You really, the top was not there. You didn't venture up there. And it was really bottom dominant. But for a good part of that race, Brandon was putting the car right through the middle. 
Yeah, he was. And, you know, that's part of it. What makes him so good is he searches around on the racetrack to, to find the spot where you need to be. And, and uh, But being a leader, that's a tough thing to do because uh, you don't know what everybody else is doing behind you. But uh, once the, the racetrack, you know, for, for the first half of the race, you could move around on it pretty good and, and make some moves and stuff. Later in the race, it got, you know, pretty dominant right in the center of the racetrack. But, you know, that's that's part of dirt track racing. You know, we're, we're used to that. And, you know, the biggest thing is, is when, when that happens, to have the patience. You know, you want to go up on the outside and pass somebody, but that's usually not the thing to do. It usually come back to bite you. And, you know, Brandon's been doing this a long time now, even though he's a young man. And, and uh, he, he's, he's learned that patience uh, when the racetrack does that. I know you and Mark got a notebook, but you can almost probably throw the notebook out because what you have tonight is most likely what you're going to have the next three or the next two nights. Well, probably. I mean, you know, thank goodness, you know, we're not tromping through the mud again here like we have the last few years. And, uh, you know, we're not expecting any big rainstorms or anything. So, yeah, and now it's going to be up to the track crew to give us the racetrack they want to give us. And, and uh, again, we had a nice smooth place tonight. Again, the feature, you know, the second half of it, maybe, you know, got laned up a little bit but yeah you know, again that's part of this game and and uh, hopefully uh we can keep things going the way it is right now and hopefully get that big win on saturday and that's a win that as much as rockets raced here and brandon's raced here that's one nugget that when you go to the shop that big check's not there yeah that's for sure you know we you know we, this is what we consider kind of our home track it's one of the closer tracks to us uh we've have a lot of customers here have a lot of good friends here uh grew up racing in the pennsylvania area so uh we're, we're looking forward to saturday and hopefully we can get that big check well congratulations on your night one win and I'm, it'll be great to see you here tomorrow night and saturday oh i hope so you know we're, we're these guys they work hard at it i just stand back here and and uh, kind of observe and if, if i get in there to do anything i usually just get in the way so best thing for me to do is stay back i go up and stands and sit with my wife and enjoy the racing just like a regular race fan and uh, uh, look forward to the rest of the weekend of racing. Enjoy. Thank you, Dave. Number One Cochrane has created a new way, a faster way, an easier way to buy a car. Now you can complete as much of the process as you'd like online and spend less time in store or do it all online and get home delivery. Expressway is way easy to use. Just shop our nearly 20 new car brands and thousands of pre-owned vehicles to find the model that's perfect for you. We're big on transparency, so you get our best possible price up front. We call it our clear-cut price, and it's independently validated by Kelly Blue Book right on your screen. Our experts are standing by to help you throughout the entire buying process. You can also stop at any time, save where you are, and come to the showroom to pick up where you left off. Don't love your new vehicle? Don't worry, we'll take it back, no questions asked. Best of all, Expressway is open 24-7. That means you can buy your way with Expressway right away. Number one, Cochrane. See it all at Cochrane.com. We're in the pits after on Friday night after the second night of the Firecracker 100. And joining us this night, winner Brandon Overton. Brandon, big difference one night makes. Track conditions a little more better this evening. Last night kind of rubbered up one groove. Tonight, you could pretty much, from the heat race, you were able to put the car pretty much ever wherever you wanted to. Yeah, it wasn't bad. Um, 
we didn't qualify very good and we threw some stuff at it and luckily we hit it uh, in that heat we started fifth and won it and um, just kind of gave me a game plan to go toward the feature and, and like I said we got to put a little harder tire on tonight and uh, our car was really good um, still still can be tweaked on a little bit I was having a problem right there at the end but uh, I said we'll just work on her and, and see what we got for tomorrow like I said, normally this track is top dominant, but it's with the weather, and it's going to probably change again tomorrow with the temperatures going to be in, in the high 80s. How do you adjust? Like I said, last night maybe you had a, a different tire choice on, because tonight, like I said, it seemed to be you were able to, in the heat race and in the feature, to go to the top, and then once you got out to the front, then again, this, the track this year has been really middle dominant. Yeah, it's. Uh, I don't know if it's the track as much as it is the tires. We're on the wrong tires, so you're searching for any kind of brown there is, and you can't overcharge it. As soon as you get them hot, they just feel like marbles. You start sliding around. Uh, so I don't – I mean, the track, definitely the, the wetter and the more they can prep it. Like, uh, honestly, I probably wouldn't have won if they wouldn't have prepped the track a little bit tonight. Uh, I don't know how many people passed people, but you wouldn't have passed anybody if they had just threw the green. So I uh, appreciate them doing that. Like I said, the tire deal's got us on a – you know, in a bind because we can't run the tire that we need to run because – you know, they limit us to five a night. So uh, it is what it is, 100 laps tomorrow, and then I think we'll see another, you know, ball game. Heat races tomorrow are going to be important, but they're based upon where you finished last night and where you finished tonight, based upon last night. I think it was an 11th place finish and first tonight. You should be up in the first few rows. Yeah, I hope so. Um, I said we're, we, we haven't started too far up this week, so uh, anything, whatever we get, if our car's good and the racetrack's good, we'll move on up through there, and we just have to take what they'll give us. Uh, if they work on the track, I think you'll see a good race. If they don't, uh, you know, you've seen what'll happen, uh, you know, the first night we were here. So uh, I think they know. I think they got a good little game plan, just like us. We're getting our cars better, and they'll get the track better. You've had two, literally, we call them sprint races the last two nights, basically local, local features, 30 laps. 100 lap feature tomorrow it's going to be by tire preservation yeah definitely uh, it is 100 laps is a long time anywhere you go and and like i said you you just got to be smart about it you you can't abuse them early and and you got to position yourself you know to be up front when the track cleans up or whatever if it, if it starts to get lane dominant you better go ahead and get on up there so uh mike said just every race we go to it's just a you know a strategy whoever plays a strategy the best and whoever's got the best car usually wins so Tomorrow we definitely need to do good in them heats and position ourselves good. And like I said, 100 laps, anything can happen. 100 laps, you've run a few of them the last few weeks. How does that help you prepare? Uh, well, it's, you know, 100 lap race is a 100 lap race. But it just depends on how the track is, uh, what you need to do, you know. So, um, I, I mean, I guess when you race as much as we do, I mean, you, you understand, you know, what a 100 lap race is and what it can and can't, what you, what you can and can't do. So, uh, just got to be smart about it and see what the track's looking like before we go out there and, and, and make your best judgment of how you need to drive it and, and get after it. Well, congratulations on the win on night number two. Best of luck in the heats tomorrow, and we'll see what the, fe the feature will bring tomorrow night. That's right. Thank you. This portion of tonight's program is brought to you by Zarin Truck and Automotive. Saturday Night Racing Entertainment. That's what you'll get every week at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. The 2021 schedule is jam-packed with racing action. It all starts with our five weekly divisions. The Rorick Automotive Rush Dirt Late Models. The Admar Penn Ohio Pro Stocks. The Priority Equipment Rental Hobby Stocks. The Always Safe Traffic Control Young Guns. And the Crawford Auto Repair 4 Cylinders. Throughout the season, PPMS hosts several racing series, adding to the racing action. The Rush Dirt Late Model Touring Series. 
Series, the Falcone Moon Township Automotive 410 Sprint Summer Series, the Rush Sportsman Modifieds, the Buckeye Outlaw Sprint Series, the Rush Wingless Sprints, Thunder on the Dirt Vintage Modifieds, and the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series. Special events include the Herb Scott Memorial, the Red Miley Rumble, the Juke George Steel City Classic, and the 33rd Annual Pittsburgher 100. Stay up to date with all the news from Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway at ppms.com. On Facebook, it's Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, and on Twitter, it's at PA Motor Speedway. Since 1974, Environmental Air Incorporated has provided quality sheet metal and HVAC services in the greater Pittsburgh area. They're a commercial sheet metal contractor. Founded in 1974 by Glade Neal, Environmental Air is a family-owned union sheet metal company currently managed by Paul and Craig Neal. The people of Environmental Air are both a team and a family. They believe customer service is important. They value their employees and know that together they can have a meaningful impact on each project or service they provide. Residential service is not available due to the magnitude of their commercial work. 47 years of excellent customer service is the foundation of this successful company. Environmental Air is located at 1100 McCartney Street, Pittsburgh, PA, 15220. For additional information, call 412-922-8988. A message for all racers, race fans, or campers. Alternative Power Sources Incorporated, located in western Pennsylvania since 1995, we have proudly served homeowners and businesses throughout portions of Pennsylvania, Ohio, and West Virginia, offering a complete line of generators and the ability to provide turnkey projects. From sales and rentals to service, maintenance, and installation, Alternative Power Sources is dedicated to providing reliable generator solutions. Their brands include MTU, Kohler, Gillette, Yamaha, PowerTech, and ASCO. The experienced sales force has over 40 years' experience in the generator field, providing the resources to design the generator package to meet your needs and specifications and supply the specified products. If service is important to you, they are your source. Alternative Power Sources. For more information, call 1-800-894-4455. And now back to Don Gamble and more Rapping on Racing. We're up at the Lernerville Speedway with the folks from Racers for Tots and Steve Baker. Steve, what you and Mark have done for 21 years has built a car for Jimmy as a fundraiser. How did that start? Uh, I'm not even sure now. It's been so long ago, but I, I think Jimmy approached us about doing this, and, you know, we uh, just started to get together and, and you know we uh, you know we do- donate our part and then some other people donate some stuff and Jimmy's got sponsors to do it and and uh, we've just been doing it for a long time and it seems like every year it uh, uh, gets to be a bigger and bigger thing and I think this year is going to be bigger than ever I hope. This car is pretty special and I'd like you to explain why. Well it's it's uh, for our friend uh, in memory of Tim Hitt. Uh, he was the original house car driver and uh, we wanted his memory to live on. It's kind of emotional, and I can appreciate that. What a great guy. Now, Lonnie, uh, we're relatively new to the organization. Let's tell everybody about when you came on board and what you're up to. 
Well, Don, I guess I've been on board for about six years or so now, and uh, Stag decided to step back a little bit here and pass the reins on, so I'm the new president of the organization. Jimmy's still very intimately involved. He's not going anywhere. We're just trying to take some of the burden off of him. Um, as you stated, with this year's 2021 Rocket chassis, it is very special and very emotional for us as well. Um, the opportunity to memorialize Mr. Tim Hitt is a great opportunity for us, and we're very excited about that. Um, I, I don't think the car could have turned out any better. Obviously, we know we got the best in the business here involved with Mr. Baker and the guys down at Rocket. And... Uh, the wrap just came out absolutely wonderful, so we're very excited and looking forward to hopefully a wonderful year. Jimmy, 23 years ago when we were at Lambros and they piled some toys on a pool table, did you have any idea how big this would get? No, we never did, Don. You know it and I know it. You know, we just thought it was a get-together with our friends and bring a toy. Now look at it. A trailer. You've been there with a trailer full of toys. So it's it's been a long time, but it like Lonnie's going to take over. I'm moving down south where you're at. So, if you were guessing, just a round number, how many millions of dollars has this organization, through the car and some of your other activities, raised for these kids? Oh, we've got maybe about three million dollars in toys and money re-raised and everything like that. You told me one time when you took the toys down to the hospital that some of the doctors were crying because they said, these kids, this might be the only toys they get. He said, some of these kids are not come out of here alive. I said, give them a toy every day. Yeah. You know I mean, I don't care. I'll get all the toys you want. I don't want to see no child suffering or be without anything. Racers for Tots probably one of the greatest organizations in local racing. Steve, uh, we'll get to your uh, victory last night, but when you do this, I know there's a shortage of parts, and it's tough to put these cars together, but to make the sacrifice to get this car when you may have needed this for customers, that's pretty awesome. Well, we're fortunate enough that we had a little bit of foresight in this project as well as our racing business in general. Is we predicted and, and we knew kind of that this was going to happen. And uh, we, we started working on this actually a year ago uh, to just gathering stuff for this car uh, as well as uh, the cars we build for customers. And, yes, we are, we, there are some things that are tough to get. Uh, sometimes we have to sa substitute something else for what we really want to use. But, you know, it, it, we won't sacrifice any of the quality to, uh, to get things done. But, no, we didn't really have to take away from this. Again, this car has been in the works for well over a year. I remember doing a, a radio show when you guys first opened up, and when we talk about the growth of racers for tots, I think you and Mark were like in a little two-car garage, and now you got two or three buildings down there. Same question. Did you have any concept of how big Rocket would get? No, not at all. You know, like you said, it started out with three of us, Mark, myself, and Scott Perky. Uh, they're working, and uh, now we had lunch the other day for the, for everybody in the, in, the, in the works for us, and, and I think there was 22 people there. So, you know, it, it has. It's, it's grown by leaps and bounds, and it just beyond what we ever dreamed it would be. Uh, you know, we've built, uh, I think it's 5,700 and some race cars now, uh, just the Rocket brand, and then, of course, we sold the Bullet cars before then. Uh, so, you know, we're, we're probably, you know, well over 6,000 cars. 
don't know how many more we got left in us, but we're going to keep on going. You know, the things are really good right now. Business is good. Racing is strong, as you can see by the crowd on a Thursday night at Lernerville last night. That was fantastic. The uh, feature winner last night was fantastic, too. Uh, some of your thoughts on uh, the win. Well, you know, there's been talk all year, you know, about how Brandon's been struggling or the Rocket One race team's been struggling. And they, perhaps by their stand, you know, they've set the bar so high uh, to, to reach. And, and, you know, when he quit running the Lucas Series, he was third in the points there. He was leading the points in the World of Outlaws. He'd won several other races. So by most people's standards, that was a fantastic year. By Rocket One standards, no, probably not so much. But... They're not going to quit, I can tell you that. This Last night, hopefully, is just the beginning of what you're going to see the rest of the year. Well, you made the comment, one of your priorities, so your customers can win. That's the right approach. Well, it is. You know, if we're, like I told Dave last night, if we're doing our job, you know, our customers should be able to beat us. And, you know, that's evident right now with Chris Madden and some of the other guys. You know, Chris is a very good racer, and, you know, him and Mark are parked side by side. And, you know, Chris is going to win some races, and Marshall or Brandon's going to win some races. Uh, and hopefully some of our other guys are going to win some races, too. And, you know, that's what we try to do. We try to, you know, that team is to help all of our customers, especially at the local level, to, uh, to win races. Steve, I congratulate you on all your efforts. You and Mark, Lonnie, any closing thoughts, anything we forgot? Just real quick, I know Mr. Baker makes it sound very easy and, and, and simple, but again, Racers for Tots really appreciates the, the cooperation and the effort on their part to make this happen. Um, we know that it was quite quite a rough year as everybody knows last year and we really appreciate all that they've done for us and we're going to continue to move in the right direction here and jimmy moving south are you going to develop an accent or are you just going to be jimmy i'm just going to be the mayor <laughs> my wife told me already i'm getting thrown out of the, the community so if if i ever write a book there's going to be several chapters on stage <laughs> hey real quick tell that story you told me the other day about timmy at the restaurant Oh, I was at King's. I'm not sure what year it was. And Timmy uh, and his gang was sitting one table over from us, and he was talking to his wife. I couldn't hear what she was saying, but she was pregnant. And he said, but honey, I'm on the pole. <laughs> I'm sure that's Timmy. Yeah, Ray, racing was a big part of his life. And, and uh, for, fortunately for us, uh, we got to experience, be a part of that. And uh, hopefully, uh, again, this car will continue his memory for a long long time steve lonnie jimmy thank you great organization for a great cause i appreciate it hey don thank you for all your time too you've been there from the start <laughs> this portion of tonight's program was brought to you by zarin truck and automotive i want to tell you a little bit about the on point beer distributor you know, they're kind of excited. They're providing Butler and the surrounding areas with some great service and even better beer. Why don't you stop by and check out their selection? They can't wait to meet you. They're only nine miles from Lernerville Speedway, a great place to pick up beer on the way to the track. The customers say it's wonderful and friendly service. They highly recommend the place. On Point Beer is located at 154 Freeport Road, only minutes from Lernerville Speedway. If you like the good service and the good beer, stop in and say hello. If you want to call ahead, their number is 724-285-6298. It's owned and operated by a veteran, a former Marine. Stop in and see what they have. 
Since 1974, Environmental Air Incorporated has provided quality sheet metal and HVAC services in the greater Pittsburgh area. They're a commercial sheet metal contractor. Founded in 1974 by Glade Neal, Environmental Air is a family-owned union sheet metal company currently managed by Paul and Craig Neal. The people of Environmental Air are both a team and a family. They believe customer service is important. They value their employees and know that together they can have a meaningful impact on each project or service they provide. Residential service is not available due to the magnitude of their commercial work. 47 years of excellent customer service is the foundation of this successful company. Environmental Air is located at 1100 McCartney Street, Pittsburgh, PA, 15220. For additional information, call 412-922-8988. And now, more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Dave Oliveri. Listeners, joining us on this episode of Rapping on Racing is the driver of the number 76 Walls Motorsports, super late model, Brandon Overton. Brandon, rap, welcome to Rapping on Racing. You don't get to come to this neck of the woods very often, but when you do, you have some really good success. I think you got a win here in 2016. Then in 2017, you actually won the Firecracker. Yeah, it's uh, like I told them guys last night, this, this place will always be special to me. Um, I, I did get my first outlaw win here, and I, you know, I, like I said, I don't know if they, this is a, it's crown jewel to me, you know, uh, is the first big race that I ever won too, you know, 30 grand. Um, that was my biggest at the time, so uh, just to be from, you know, down south, not being from here, and to, and to travel this far and have some success, you know, uh, I always like coming here and enjoy it. Uh, so many people come and support this deal, uh, it's a fun weekend. It's it's actually a race week, but it's more of an event. You know, there's not often you have three days other than maybe Eldora or something like that. But you know, how different is it when you you know you tra travel here and there? And we'll get back to that. From this is like you said, it's not real. It, well, you may consider it a crown jewel because there's big races like the World 100, but there's something the mystique of Lernerville that you want to win there, and you've already got that off your bucket list, but not but once but twice. Yeah, like I said, it, it is a cool event. Um, you get here, you're, you're here for three days. You know, you get a lot of time on the track, and uh, they kind of threw us a curveball this year. I haven't been here since we, they've swapped from LMs to the to the open tires, so that's kind of gave us a little, uh, like I said, a curveball here. But we kind of we just keep working on it, getting her better and better. Uh, 100 laps, we're going to run a you know different tire compound again. So, uh, like I said, it is. I just try not to think about it just do my best and, and, and enjoy being here you know like I said there's a lot of people a lot of fans we get to see that I don't get to see very often so uh, I just kind of suck it all in and do my best when you come north Brandon how different are the tracks I mean and you travel all over the United States but from what the drivers say there's a characteristic of the northern tracks that's a little bit different than you have down south yeah it is definitely different like uh, I you know that's kind of what you fight you build a notebook um, to race at home and you know kind of where what your basic changes are and how to get your car to right and then you come over here and you try it and none of it works you know the tracks are they're just as slick at home but i think like i said i think the tires that we're on are more suited toward that dirt you know so uh 
it's no different from anywhere. If you're in Georgia, you're in you know Pennsylvania. It's way different. Like all your adjustments and your mindset's got to be different. You got to do a lot of different stuff to your car to make it go. You said you haven't been here for a while. Well, normally, the, is wearing a firecracker weekend. The R word rain usually comes in here. One night you have a heavy track, and obviously the first night it was just you know bottom groove. Then last night there was some passing, and you were able to pass in your heat races and into features. So, and again, you know, 100 laps is going to be a different story tonight. Yeah, I think uh, I, I hope you know they've learned like the first night, like it, it was. It was terrible, and and nobody's perfect, and. I would never want to be a track prep guy or on a racetrack or anything, so I'm not telling them how to do it. They do an awesome job, you know. Um, so, but like I said, I think, you know, we learn things to do on our car to make our car better. Obviously, they they're learning what to do to make the track better. You seen the the second night, like last night, when they did just a little bit of track prep. You know, it was way better than first 20 laps. So, hopefully, they get a little more aggressive with it tonight for the 100 lapper, and then we can race all over. Yeah, the, the bright sun's not going to help us today, but hopefully when we get into twilight. But, you know, you know, a little bit about, you know, Brandon Overton. We see that Overton CrossFit on the car, and I just read this not too long ago. Everybody thinks, oh, this is something, a family business that's there, and it's not. And I think the story's pretty great, and just tell the listeners how, I mean, it's there, it's your name, but it's it's a great story. Yeah, it's uh, actually Lauren and uh, Lee Crowder. Um, CrossFit Overton. It's a, it's a CrossFit gym in Livingston, Tennessee, and I actually met them when I drove for uh, Randy Weaver. They, uh, you know, they come on board, and you know, Overton County is, is what it, where it's at, and they they thought it was kind of cool, so they started to kind of come over, and we shot the shit a little bit, and then they end up sponsoring us, uh, and they've been supporters of mine ever since. Uh, everybody thinks that's me, you know, as much as I'd want to tell them, yeah, you know, it's not. So, uh, but we got a great friendship, and and they've always supported me, and uh, it's a cool deal for us and a cool deal for them. I think the one thing that's great about racing, the friendships you develop, and they come out of the craziest places. I mean, who would ever think, you know, someone from Overton County in Tennessee all of a sudden sees Brandon Overton and like, hey, we like this guy. Yeah, it is, it is crazy. I, I probably have more friends, you know, growing up, you go to school with people and, and, you know, college or whatever, and just the people that live in your town, you meet them, but we're gone so much. This is honestly our friends, you know, they're all here. Um, I probably, I, I talk to these people more than I talk to my high school buddies and stuff, so... It is crazy, you know, that's one good thing about racing. You, just, you meet so many different people and, and, and get to go to so many different places. It's, uh, it's what we do, and it's, well, it's some, we get some enjoyment out of it. Speaking of school, is also your nickname, Big Sexy. It's just uh, a, a good friend of yours when you first started racing gave you that moniker, and, and it's something like Rick Eshelman would do, but it sticks. And it's just, you know, sometimes you're like, oh, geez, you know, maybe I, it's like, you know, Josh Richards, who always be Kid Rocket, but, you know, and he's 34 years old now. That's right. Yeah, um, George Shrew, uh, he was actually my car owner at that time, and hell, they've called me that since I was 12 years old, and like I said, it just, I hadn't really had it on my car that much, just people always just say it, so we just keep rolling with it, but, uh, you know, it's just a fun little deal there, too. Listeners, we're going to take a commercial break, and we'll be back shortly. Toma's Meat Market is a full-service, old-fashioned butcher shop and meat market. Their stores nestled in the farmlands of western Pennsylvania, where they've been for over 50 years. They hand-select cattle and hogs purchased from local farmers. At Toma's, they can help you prepare for anything from your own family's dinner to a special graduation party, a company picnic, an anniversary celebration, a wedding reception, or a whole host of other things. They can prepare entrees and have them ready for pickup or delivery in foil chafer pans. Just heat them and eat them. 
please call or stop by to find out about putting a package of these ideas together for your special event. The taste and the service are out of this world. Toma's Meat Market, located at 748 Dinnerbell Road in Saxonburg, PA. For additional information, please give them a call at 724-352-2020. That's 724-352-2020. Number One Cochrane has created a new way, a faster way, an easier way to buy a car. Now you can complete as much of the process as you'd like online and spend less time in store. Or do it all online and get home delivery. Expressway is way easy to use. Just shop our nearly 20 new car brands and thousands of pre-owned vehicles to find the model that's perfect for you. We're big on transparency, so you get our best possible price up front. We call it our clear-cut price, and it's independently validated by Kelly Blue Book right on your screen. Our experts are standing by to help you throughout the entire buying process. You can also stop at any time, save where you are, and come to the showroom to pick up where you left off. Don't love your new vehicle? Don't worry, we'll take it back, no questions asked. Best of all, Expressway is open 24-7. That means you can buy your way with Expressway right away. Number one, Cochrane. See it all at Cochrane.com. And now, more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Dave Oliveri. Listeners, we're back from our break, and with us is Brandon Everton. And we've been just talking about the little things that Brandon in the race team. But last year, great year. You know, one of your first years with Wells Motorsports. Uh, you were with some different teams over the year. You were with the uh, Joey Poulter team for a while. It really kind of launched your career. But... Last year with COVID, we didn't even know we were going to race, but from a team standpoint, you guys had like 20, I think I might be off, 25, 26 wins, and in a shortened season, that was just a phenomenal year. Yeah, it was. We uh, we just, I said when the COVID hit, we kind of, when they didn't know if we was going to race or what, we just kept our heads down and kept digging, kept building stuff, getting more prepared for the season, and like I said, it kind of showed out when we went back to Brunswick for speed weeks or the second round of speed weeks. We was way better than we were the first time, and, and we won some races down there and just got off to a good start and just carried our momentum on through the rest of the year. You know, sometimes you come up with a package, and, you know, drivers will go from one chassis to another. It seems the Longhorn chassis has really suited you well. Yeah, it has. I, um, I've driven a lot of different cars and had a lot of success in, in, in cars. Um, you know, I won a crown jewel in, in Billy Franklin's rocket, and, uh, you know, just... Like I said, it. I tell everybody all the time, it's it's just a race car. You know, uh, they all have problems, and you just gotta, you just pretty much you just gotta commit to whichever one you feel the best in, and and work on it. Uh, there ain't no magic in any of them. They all do a great job. They're all all great people. You know, I I get along with Mark, and you know the Labonis and Eric and them. You know, with Longhorn, they they do a hell of a job. So, uh, like I said, it just works for us. It's simpler simpler for me. I'm I'm close to them and. Uh, anytime I need anything fixed or what repaired, we can we can make that happen, and they're easy to deal with. So it does. We've we've we won races in other cars, but it seems like these right here I've won the most in, and they they fit me the best. Yeah, speaking of winning, we we talked about you know last year was a great season. You started off strong in Florida, and you haven't stopped. I mean, I think last night might have been number 16. I could be off one or two, but. Uh, 
just uh, again in just the tremendous year that we're going to talk about what you happened a couple weeks ago out at Aldara. That's a once in a lifetime opportunity. You know, you talk about Donnie Moran, the million dollar man one time, but what a weekend. The car was just totally zeroed in. And again, there's nothing you can really take from Aldora that you could bring here. But again, how special was it not to win one, but I mean, to win two, then you even won the preliminary nights. It was just a great weekend. Yeah, it was uh, It was almost surreal while we were doing it. You know, uh, you, you go, we won the prelim, and then, which we get excited when we win, don't get me wrong, but we, we've won a prelim a lot. And then and when the 100 lappers come, we hadn't been too stellar. So, but just gathering notes from over the years, you know, this is just the, when I drove the, a Longhorn for Weaver, they've changed quite a bit since then. So I really don't have, I really didn't have any notes last year to go back over there with, but you know, we were timing in good, winning our heat races, winning the prelims when they're 30 laps or 25 laps or whatever they are. And uh, then we struggled in the race. So just all year long, we kind of worked toward, you know, what do, <coughs> what do we need to do in them longer races to keep our car balanced and, and things and just kind of build us a notebook. And then this year when we went back, we just executed, you know, we did, we did our normal deal, what we hot lap and qualified and heat racing all on, and then we made our adjust, adjustments accordingly to what we had in the past, you know. And like I said, we just hit them dead on the head. Car was good all four days. I, I just kept working on it, tweaking it, tweaking it, tweaking it, and I, I just kept up with the with the racetrack, you know. Um, One thing I do notice that you do is, and a lot of drivers nowadays, they get in a car and drive. You, from a young age, from your go-karts all the way up, you're hands-on, so you, you can get in there and turn the wrenches, and sometimes from a driver's standpoint, you know, you're trying to, you're, you have something in Brandon's head, but when you're trying to convey it to your crew chief, it might not be quite the same, and that maybe the adjustment that you want isn't quite there. Yeah, that's why we don't, like here, we don't really have a crew chief. We have a team. It takes all of us. You know, I got Kent and Pearl and Chapman. Uh, we don't have a crew chief. We all put our heads together. You know, I... I do the best adjustments I can make on it and hope it's right. And like I said, Kent and them do a great job making sure the car's repaired and nothing's falling off of it. Uh, I've driven for teams in the past and had a crew chief, and I don't know if, if it's just the way I grew up or what I don't. I don't really get along with them too good. You know, it's not that I don't I don't trust them or anything, but it's hard for me to it's hard for me to sit back and watch when I've always – my daddy was a drag racer when I was growing up. I ended up not drag racing and I ended up racing dirt cars. So he had no experience in any of this. So I had to figure it out. You know, he, he kind of said, if you want to race, you better figure it out because I don't know what the hell I'm doing, you know. I think growing up like that, I had I had to figure it out on my own. So now when I got older and I get different opportunities, you know, to work with crew chiefs and stuff, it's hard for me to deal with because I've always done it myself, you know. Yeah, that's the, that's the tough part because, again, in Brandon's head, you know what you want. And, you know, we talked about it last night up in Victory Lane and, and, and a little bit today. Tires, you, know, you only get so many for now that's changes. But, you know, from you, a guy that's hands-on, you know, the chassis is a chassis. There's, you know, Rocket, there's Longhorn, there's Pierce, so many different ones out there. But for you, a guy that likes to turn the wrenches, how big is this, this now with shocks? Because it seems like shocks is everything. Yeah, the shocks are, um, it all, there's, it's a whole package, you know, there's so much stuff underneath these things. Uh, you got your shocks and your springs and all your front geometry and, and all your rear suspension deal. Uh, you just kind of categorize them as you go and, and work in different areas and see, I've always been, you know, I, I talked to Davenport and McCready and, and all my other Longhorn guys and, and it, I just do what fits me. Like, there's probably not nothing on this car that is the same as everybody else's, but 
when we get when we give it to a customer or somebody to run it they don't like it it just fits me so that's how i tune it the way i know to tune it and and that's what fits me and that's how i do good you know so uh, I just worry about Brandon and what Brandon needs, and, and that's what I race. Like I said, the shocks and stuff are a big deal, but it's the engines, you know, the engines got to be suited to, you know, like our engines are a little different than most uh, just because it's built around me. It's everything on that car is built around me, from the shocks and springs to the engine to the, to everything, you know, so. You're the driver. You're the one that's going to make it, make it go and make it feel good. We, you know, let's, we talk about, you know, you travel, and you're really – a true outlaw you don't really pick one series and you know all the critics get out there a while well he's leading points here he's leading points there but with the purses nowadays that are so good it really again in an economy now where you still got to be dollar conscious to travel to the midwest or come back up north for something that's not really going to pay when you can go two two three hours from your house and it pays 15 or 20,000 those are the races you went to when you go there you do real well yeah we just uh again i think it's just the way i was raised you know we've always had to pay for this stuff out of our pocket and it's, it's really expensive and then you get you know people like david that come in here and, and they spend a lot of money they don't they don't get nothing out of this you'll never make you'll they'll never make the money back what they dump in this you know they do it because they love it um so i try to I said when you when you race on your own and you have to pay for all this stuff you got to race and make a little bit of money just to keep it rolling you know so just because we got them we got money or we got somebody that's got enough money to do this i still try to treat them just like it was if i owned it you know if i can go race you know two hours down the road for ten thousand or they're having a lucas or outlaw race five hours down the road for ten thousand hell i'm gonna stay home because you know it's less fuels less stress you ain't i mean it just makes more sense to do it the way i do it to me i mean i don't have I'm not racing. I'm not out there trying to prove a point. Like I don't want to prove a point. I'm, I'm Brandon, and I'm going to race, and I enjoy this, and I want to enjoy it. So for me to enjoy it, I'm going to do whatever feels best to me. And uh, I just try to race it as smart as I can, just like I still own this stuff uh, and watch Dave's dollar. I mean, if you look around, there's not many people in the pits that's going to spend the money and all the light they do uh, to buy stuff or to give you an opportunity to do this. So you got to, we got to take care of them guys. Uh, um, <clears throat> Like I said, they're not ever going to get their money back out of it. So you need to take care of them as much as you can because without them, I won't have a job, you know. So, uh, like I said, I just do it as smart as I can, and, and I, I do whatever I can to take care of him, and, and that's the way I do it. I think that's the smartest deal. Now, speaking of, you know, family, you know, I had a chance to talk to your fiance last night, and she's a big part of what you do. It's nice to have a loved one, uh, wife, spouse, girlfriend, be it whatever, with you on the trip. And Bevy before the race night, she was, I asked her, she had this big notebook, and I'm like, what's that? Are you doing, like, homework or stats? She goes, no, that's T-shirt sales. And obviously last night was a good night to sell T-shirts. Yeah, she, uh, I love when she comes. She works a lot. She's a, she's a worker. She works really, really hard, and she's got a good job. So she, uh, she don't get to come as much as we'd like, but... Uh, so when she does come, we try to make the most of it. Um, she is a big part of uh, my racing. You know, she keeps me pumped up at home every time I try to get down on myself or whatever. She she reminds me, you know, where we came from and and how hard it was to get here, and and I better enjoy it, you know. So uh, and along with my the rest of my family, my parents, uh, hell, I couldn't ask for anything more than what I had growing up, you know. So uh, yeah, like I said, it's all it's all good in Brandon's world right now. We just keep riding it out. 
Yeah, a supportive family is always very important. Well, Brandon, I'd like to thank you for taking time to you know, talk myself and for myself and Don from Rapping on Racing. It's got a great season so far. I'm looking for better things ahead. And whatever, wherever you go, we'll see you. Well, best of luck the rest of the year. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. This portion of Rapid on Racing is brought to you by the Jennerstown Speedway Complex, home of the Motor Mountain Masters. For more information, check out Jennerstown.org. Every day when they open the doors at Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, their goal is to provide great customer service by offering affordable automotive and truck repair service performed by highly trained technicians at the highest industry standard. By implementing the latest diagnostic equipment and computerized repair manuals, you can rest assured that your vehicle will be repaired to factory specifications for your specific car or truck. At Zarin Truck and Automotive, they believe in honest repairs and will demonstrate that fully by explaining the repair or service you are receiving and they'll give you an estimate or quote before work is performed. When you choose Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, you are choosing professional automotive repair and maintenance performed by expert automotive technicians. That's Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights. Saturday night, racing entertainment. That's what you'll get every week at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. The 2021 schedule is jam-packed with racing action. It all starts with our five weekly divisions. The Rorick Automotive Rush Dirt Late Models. The Admar Penn Ohio Pro Stocks. The Priority Equipment Rental Hobby Stocks. The Always Safe Traffic Control Young Guns. And the Crawford Auto Repair Four Cylinders. Throughout the season, PPMS hosts several racing series, adding to the racing action. The Rush Dirt Late Model Touring Series. The Falcone Moon Township Automotive 410 Sprint Summer Series. The Rush Sportsman Modifieds. The Buckeye Outlaw Sprint Series. The Rush Wingless Sprints. Thunder on the Dirt Vintage Modifieds. And the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series. Special events include the Herb Scott Memorial, the Red Miley Rumble, the Juke George Steel City Classic, and the 33rd Annual Pittsburgher 100. Stay up to date with all the news from Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway at ppms.com. On Facebook, it's Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, and on Twitter, it's at PA Motor Speedway. A message for all racers, race fans, or campers. Alternative Power Sources Incorporated, located in western Pennsylvania since 1995, we have proudly served homeowners and businesses throughout portions of Pennsylvania, Ohio, and West Virginia, offering a complete line of generators and the ability to provide turnkey projects. From sales and rentals to service, maintenance, and installation, Alternative Power Sources is dedicated to providing reliable generator solutions. Their brands include MTU, Kohler, Gillette, Yamaha, Powertech, and ASCO. The experienced sales force has over 40 years' experience in the generator field, providing the resources to design the generator package to meet your needs and specifications and supply the specified products. If service is important to you, they are your source. Alternative Power Sources. For more information, call 1-800-894-4455. Hi, this is NASCAR driver Josh Berry, and you're listening to Rapping on Racing. All right, fans, joining us now is Billy Rebar, the general manager from the Jennerstown Speedway. Bill, good evening. How are you? I'm doing great, Don. Thanks for having me on. 
I got to spend a lot of time with you on Thursday. It was an early day for both of us, like at 5 a.m., but uh, once we got down to the Heinz History Center Sports Museum, and their staff was so nice, got everything organized. Tony was there. Lenny was there. Uh, the photographer came in. Uh, the TV stations were there. Let's pick it up with your thoughts on how everything went. Well, first off, Don, I think you and I both shared the same sentiments that Wednesday night was like the kid before his first trip to Kennywood. Uh, yeah. I had butterflies in my stomach. We had an excellent opportunity. Can't thank yourself, Lenny Baticki, Tony Stevens, the Heinz History Center. It was just absolutely amazing. You know, you don't hear about this too often where short tracks hold press conference with NASCAR drivers. And with the whole group that we work with, everything came together. And we were able to fly up Junior Motorsports winning driver in the Xfinity Series, Josh Berry, to the Heinz History Center in Pittsburgh. We had the three major media outlets present, ourselves. Uh, it was just, you couldn't ask for anything more to help leading into this weekend with the American Freedom 300 with the Car Super Late Model Tours, which Josh will be competing in. Uh, what an experience. I, I know we spoke and we actually had lunch with Josh. And as far as I'm concerned, he is NASCAR's future hope to get back to the grassroots short track racers. Um, I'm not going to lie, I kind of was a wavering NASCAR fan until some of these guys like Josh Berry, Carson Hosevar, Corey Heim, Derek Griffith, who will all be racing this Saturday at Jennerstown Speedway. Those are our chance to be fans again of those that have worked their way up through the ranks. So uh, once again, Lenny put this together with your help getting us into the Heinz History Center and Josh. Uh, being friends with Tony Stevens, what an amazing experience to put Jennerstown Speedway and the Cars Tour in front of the entire region, uh, all the way into Ohio and West Virginia, anywhere within the Pittsburgh viewing area, and putting eyeballs on this. And man, did the phones ring on Friday, Dawn. It was just a remarkable experience for the Speedway. What I like about Josh, what I like best, he's humble, he's articulate, and he his presentation was awesome. Well, he's one of us, Don. I mean, yeah. it's quite clear he's passionate about short track racing, and he loves the fact that short tracks are taking the initiative uh, to, to promote that, and he's willing to do his part, and that together is going to be the combination to bring NASCAR back to life. If we can get these short tracks involved and get drivers like himself and participate in these events, and, you know, he was just so like you said, humble and down to earth. And I just can't wait for people to meet him Saturday night and as he represents the Cars Tour in Jennerstown. What I thought was ironic, okay, I prepared 90% of the auto racing display up there. And I guess uh, Lenny's pretty sharp. So we had a photo of you, me, and Josh right below a Jennerstown Speedway poster from back in the day. I mean, how good could it get? Yeah, it was absolutely the perfect day, Don, and you can't ask for much more than that. And, you know, folks, Josh Berry isn't just a back runner in NASCAR. He just ran Pocono over the weekend. I think he finished 14th in the trucks after never running a lap there, no practice, started 20th, started 33rd in the Xfinity race, and finished 9th. This guy is the real deal, and he's not running in the best of the best equipment right now because he had so many race deal with junior motorsports and now he's running for some other teams so uh really excited to see where his future takes him and 
we, as we mentioned in the press conference, we've had many past NASCAR champions. You've had Joey Logano. You've had um, Jimmy Johnson and so Kyle Busch and several others previously raced at Jennerstown Speedway. And I, I can't wait to see five years from now where Josh's career takes him and we can sit there and say once again, hey, he was at Jennerstown. I remember being at a huge press event at Charlotte several years ago. Lenny was the moderator, so that meant when I wanted to say something, I just raised my hand and he called on me. And I said to Joey, I said, one of the tracks back home is Jennerstein, and I know that you ran there in a legacy car. What did you think of the place? I said, I loved it. I really enjoyed being there. And everybody in the room heard it, so it was pretty cool. Uh, Well, better than that, Don. I think it was two years ago, he was leaving Michigan, and they were doing a Facebook Live, and someone asked him what his favorite super late model track was, and unsolicited, he came on the Facebook Live and says, man, there was that Jennerstown Speedway up there in Pennsylvania. Boy, I really loved that track. So just for the fact that the Speedway being closed for several years, he knew it had reopened, and he mentioned us unsolicited, that's that's pretty stellar stuff. Very so. Hey, uh, fans, we're yep. talking to Billy Rebar, the general manager at Jennerstown Speedway. Billy, a little bit of background on the car that Josh will be driving on Saturday night. Well, it's actually a Fury chassis. It's owned by Highlands Motorsports, and they've been doing some testing at Hickory Motor Speedway. And the, my been point of contact there was been Josh Reeves. He's been great to talk to, and they were hoping to get up here and do some testing at the speedway, but. Don, uh, he had the opportunity to run Pocono, so it kind of, he literally, this is the other thing people got to realize. We scheduled the press conference. He signed the races at Pocono after the press conference, still found time to fly from Charlotte to Pittsburgh, do the press conference, and fly back. So uh, he didn't turn his back on us. He didn't, you know, make his schedule too full. That's absolutely fantastic stuff. So we're excited to see his 96 car on the track Saturday night. Uh, it's not the familiar number that everyone's used to when they see him, so it'll be the 96 car. Uh, there's open practice on Friday that's uh, free grandstand admission. We also have a cornhole tournament as well as the bar will be open with a concert Saturday, uh, Friday night, sorry, Friday night after practice. So who knows, maybe Josh will stick around, meet and greet. We're going to take a break. When we come back, I want to talk about autograph night. So fans, stay with us. We'll be back after these messages. A message for all racers, race fans, or campers. Alternative Power Sources Incorporated, located in western Pennsylvania since 1995, we have proudly served homeowners and businesses throughout portions of Pennsylvania, Ohio, and West Virginia, offering a complete line of generators and the ability to provide turnkey projects. From sales and rentals to service, maintenance, and installation, Alternative Power Sources is dedicated to providing reliable generator solutions. Their brands include MTU, Kohler, Gillette, Yamaha, Powertech, and ASCO. The experienced sales force has over 40 years' experience in the generator field, providing the resources to design the generator package to meet your needs and specifications and supply the specified products. If service is important to you, they are your source. Alternative Power Sources. For more information, call 1-800-894-4455. Hi, fans. We're back. We're talking to Billy Rebar, the general manager at Jennerstown Speedway. I understand autograph night was a big success. 
huge success, Don. Uh, I think pretty much everybody knows that there was this big old dirt late model race somewhere not too far from us, you know, a certain place we don't know a whole lot about. Yeah, We all know they had the big firecracker this weekend, and they had a great successful night, but it sure did not hurt the attendance at Jennerstown Speedway as we were packed to the gills on autograph night. Beautiful weather, nice and hot, sunny, uh, and our drivers did not disappoint during autograph night. Uh, Jason Bush has been the forefront of this for several years. Jason and his sponsors, they purchased bikes and they hand them out or raffle them off to their fans. This year, Jason gave away four bikes, two boys and two girls. Wouldn't you know it, Don, one of the young ladies that won the bike was on the backstretch tailgating, and Jason took off on the bike and rode it all the way around the track <laughs> to the backstretch on a pink bike. Uh, it was great. He's such a great sport. Uh, other drivers stepped up to the plate this year. Jared Barclay gave away two hoverboards. Uh, Tom Golick gave away a homemade go-kart that was detailed up to match his. And then Michael Saylor gave away uh, one girl's and one boy's book bag as well. And they were full of school supplies and T-shirts. And all the drivers had giveaways. Uh, my two boys come home with about a 30-pound bag full of stuff and photos. And just It's such a great opportunity, Dawn. And you know, I know it's hot. I know it's hard for some of the drivers. You know, it's middle of the day. But I can tell you from experience, it was autograph sessions like that and the opportunity to go down into the pits after the races. That is what has kept me enthusiastic about the sport. That's what got me hooked at a very young age. And that's why I'm still doing what I do today because the drivers like Charlie Cragen, who I mention all the time on the show, the way he treated me as a young, young adult or young child, I should say, you know, that just, got me hooked into the sport. I mean, he didn't know me from Adam. And I try, I try to tell these drivers, you never know who that person is going to grow up to be or what they're going to do. And that's what attracts them to be part of our sport as well. Well, and you're not unique. I mean, the impact that this is going to have on all these kids. Now, they're not all going to become track promoters, but an awful lot of them are going to become fans, maybe drivers, maybe car owners 10, 15 years down the road. You do not know, but if they leave with a positive feeling about it, they'll be back. Absolutely. Okay, I, I understand on top of that there was also some racing. Oh, we had great five-division in action. We had our Farmers Union Co-op Chargers. We had our Somerset Trust Company Fast and Furious Fours, Soy's Tunnel Record Modified, our Martellus Pharmacy Late Models, as well as our One-Stop Auto Sale Pro Stocks. And in those five divisions, Don, we had two career first victories. Uh, the first of the night being the Farmers Union Co-op Chargers. I'm going to try to keep my composure because it was an extremely emotional victory lane for this young man and his family. Rookie driver Nate Valeni in just five starts went to Stoney's victory lane, Don. Nate started his racing career last year. He was one of those that you keep hearing more and more about. Uh, they started out in iRacing, decided he wanted to get into racing, purchased a four-cylinder halfway through the year, bought a second one that was a little better car, and he decided he wanted to make the flip to the, the Charger division. And he did so by purchasing the former and defending track championship car from Dale Kimberly. And Nate did it the right way. They did some testing. He tried to get some laps in. And, you know, he, he got more and more competitive. Two weeks ago, he finished second. Well, t last Saturday night, he pulled it off with his first career asphalt win at Jennerstown Speedway. 
defending the lead from Cal Burkholder, who's the current point leader, and Steven Singa, who's also won a feature this year, in a great race. And as I mentioned, the victory lane celebration was amazing. Uh, there wasn't a single person sitting in the stands. He got a standing ovation. Just the raw emotion to see Nate climb out of that car with his family, it was just an amazing experience. It uh, it makes putting up with a lot of stuff at the racetrack sometimes all worth it when you see stuff like that, Don. Sometimes I'd rather be lucky than good, and Nate and I talked prior to this weekend, and he's one of the scheduled guests for next Monday. Now, I saw his picture. He looks like a big boy. Yeah, he's a pretty big young man. I know he's a football player, I think, at the Brownsville Area School District, but uh, he fits pretty well in the car because Del Kimberly was not a small guy himself, so <laughs> I think it was a pretty good match. But really happy for that family. And then we had a second career first victory with Caleb Vassos, who's the brother of Jeff Vassos in the Somerset Trust Company Fast and Furious Fours. And guess what, Don? He's a rookie. Two rookies get their career first win within the five five first races of the year for these divisions. Really excited for those guys. Um, I'm not going to go out there and say, you know, anybody can jump into this sport and do it, but it just shows you that when you work hard, things pay off. Happy to see both of those guys celebrate Stoney's victory lane. If you're just joining us, we're talking to Billy Rebar, the general manager at the Jennerstown Speedway. Let's hear about the uh, the other divisions. Well, it wasn't a career first, but it was a season first in the Stoystown Auto Record Modified. Defending track champion Anthony Aiello would return to victory lane for the first time in 2021. Uh, Anthony has found speed. He just hasn't been able to capture that first checkered flag of the year. Like they say, Don, the first one's always the hardest one to get. Um, so we're happy to see Anthony back into victory lane in the Soystown Auto Rector Modified. Uh, once again, Brian Ship becomes the second Martellus Pharmacy Late Model Driver of the Year to have two wins, Teddy Gabala being the first. Uh, still, we've had six different winners in that division, but Brian basically had a rocket ship. Uh, the pole sitter was actually Albert Francis, who took a couple weeks off as he went and raced at Berlin Speedway and Milwaukee Mile Speedway. He came back to Jennerstown to get prepared for next week's Cars Tour race, where he plans to run both a pro late model and a super late model. Started on the pole, I believe it was about 10 laps in, he had a catastrophic engine failure that locked up the car, and he made severe contact to the Turn 3 retaining wall. Uh, Albert was okay. The car is not, however. So not only did he have a blown motor, but the car also now needs a front clip. So after an extended cleanup period, we went back to green. Brian Ship jumped out to the lead and never looked back. He had a rocket ship. Everybody was in his mirror, and there was just nobody that had anything for Brian Ship. Uh, Brian has really turned around his last two years of racing. He's really struggled, purchased a new car a couple years ago, and just something has been quite a little bit of a miss. And I know at one point he was ready to just basically give up, and he's kept with it, and he's overcome that. I know he's getting some help from Port City Race Cars, who is phenomenal to all their customers, and they hit on something. And, boy, when they hit on it, they really did. So Brian is basically one of the fastest ones in the fleet right now, so we're happy to see that. And then in our one-stop auto sale pro stock division, it was once again Will the Thrill Hemminger getting his fifth consecutive feature win. And, Don, this isn't going without competition. Yes, Will is racking up some wins, but he had some stiff competition from veteran driver Chris Brink, uh, David Campbell in the 777 car. It's just when it comes down to it, Will just 
has that persistence that just gets him through and gets him into victory lane. So excited to see that, that series, or I'm sorry, that division grow. As the car count grows, I, I actually said it in driver's meeting the other night, in three years' time, that will be the biggest division at Jennerstown Speedway. And the young man is 15 years old. I keep saying that because I can't believe it. Well, here's something you'll like. So his dad, Mike Hemminger, and him, they always joke around and they're good sports. Will actually had a decal made that on the top of Mike's car, they call him Hemi, short for Hemminger, obviously. So he put a decal in front of him and says, Will's dad. So it's not anymore, uh, you know, that's Mike Hollywood <laughs> Hemminger. No, that's Will's dad. So we thought that was pretty cool. Pretty cool. That covered last Saturday, but I'd like to talk some more about this coming Saturday. Big show, big names, a lot of good things for the fans. Yeah, we just talked about having the butterfly in our stomachs before the press conference. I don't know how I'm going to survive the next week leading up to this Saturday because my adrenaline is at full tilt. Uh, Some of the biggest names in short track racing, some very familiar names and some that may not be familiar to the area, but they're very prestigious in the country. Number one on the list, obviously Josh Berry, the junior motorsports driver. Number two on the list that I think people will know, Carson Hosevar, who actually competes in the Camping World Truck Series on a weekly basis. Third on the list, just won the race last Saturday at Pocono, Corey Heim, an ARCA winner found Victory Lane in ARCA, is going to be at Jennerstown Speedway. There's a also that I can't release it yet, and I was hoping I could. He has secured the ride. Now he just needs to secure the funding. There is a second NASCAR Cup driver that is probably 90% chance definitely going to be at Jennerstown Speedway on Saturday, Don. This doesn't happen very often. That's how big this race is going to be. And then you have your short track favorites, defending champion Bubble Pollard. Huge announcement to come out of that racing camp yet, but hasn't been released publicly. Derek Griffith, who is my pick to win the race. Derek, to me, is probably the best short track racer in the country right now. Has traveled all over multiple states from Michigan to Alabama to Florida to Maine. Wins races everywhere he goes. Uh, Great family, great driver. You got Cody Connor, who's a fan favorite up here in Jennerstown. You have, the list goes on and on, Stephen Nasty. They call him Nasty Nasty. He's actually one of the nicest guys I've ever met in racing. Just has a reputation. Jeremy Doss is flying in from California to race a house car. Carson Quaffle, who is the son of Travis Quaffle, who used to run the trucks in the Cup Series, will be here. And he's had a win this year in the Super Late Models. Matt Craig, who's the defending champion for the, the Cars Tour. The list goes on and on and on, Don. I mean, it's one thing to go to a race and get two or three superstars, but to have 15, 16, 17 superstars, it's going to be a gunfight. Really looking forward to the show. I want to thank you for being with us and uh, try to do something with those butterflies. Well, I'll be living at the track from Wednesday on, so at least I'll be there. I won't have to worry about being late to the press conference, right? <laughs> All right. Thank you. Have a good night. Thanks, Don. This portion of Rappin' on Racing was brought to you by the Jennerstown Speedway Complex, home of the Motor Mountain Masters. For information about upcoming events at Jennerstown Speedway, check out Jennerstown.org. Hi, this is NASCAR driver Josh Berry, and you're listening to Rappin' on Racing. Good morning, and thank you for taking the time to uh, be here at the Senator John Hines History Center and Western Pennsylvania Sports Museum. I'm Lenny Baticki. 
And before we introduce our featured guests, I want to point out just a few of the folks that have been integral in why we are here. First, uh, Ann Matagras from the uh, Senator John Hines History Center in Western Pennsylvania Sports Museum. She's seated next to Don Gamble, who is the host of Rappin' on Racing. He has been a leading member of the Pennsylvania and national motorsports media decades and supplied most of what is ensconced here in the Western Pennsylvania Sports Museum that relates to motorsports. So thank Don for bringing all those artifacts here that uh, also include artifacts from our next guest track. Billy Rebar is the promoter of Jennerstown Speedway and the upcoming, where's Billy? There's Billy. The upcoming Cars Tour American Freedom 300 on July 3rd. Billy also brought us the news that uh, Motorsports Now brings $2.5 billion into economic impact into the state of Pennsylvania yearly. So we're really uh, glad to top that 2.5 number. And Tony Stevens is here with us. He's behind the camera today, but he is also the voice of the Cars Tour and a graduate of California University of Pennsylvania. So we're glad to have them and all that are here with us. Don, Billy, and Tony will also be available afterwards for additional questions. Western Pennsylvania is known for its blue-collar ethic and its championship teams. Our guest defines that. He fits that definition. He's worked as a bank teller to earn money just to buy parts and pieces to continue racing, and he's also worked behind the scenes developing younger drivers to help continue the sport as it's go while he waited his chance. Finally, in 2017, he earned the title as the Cars Tour National Championship and in subsequent years won the series' biggest and most valuable races. In 2021, though, he took his career to a whole nother level, winning the NASCAR Xfinity Series race at Martinsville, Virginia, and gaining an opportunity to compete in the NASCAR Cup Series. This weekend, at Pocono, he'll be competing at the NASCAR and ARCA Series. But next weekend, he will be here in western Pennsylvania in Somerset County for the first time at a track that has hosted such NASCAR champions as Dale Earnhardt, Jimmy Johnson, Kyle Busch, and Joey Logano. It is with great pleasure on behalf of Jennerstown Speedway that I introduce to you the driver of the number 96 entry in the July 3rd American Freedom 300, Josh Berry. Josh, as you come to the stage, I want to set the, uh, the tone for this. A driver of your prominence now, what interests you in coming here to compete in Western Pennsylvania, Somerset County, Jennerstown Speedway next weekend? Yeah, first of all, thank you all for, for coming out here and uh, all the attention. This is, uh, this is really cool to be a part of. Um, uh, that was quite the introduction from Lenny uh, about my career, but um, a little bit a brief history on myself. Uh, my name is Josh Berry. I'm originally from uh, Tennessee, right outside of Nashville, now moved to, uh, to uh, basically Charlotte, North Carolina area. And, uh, I mean, the best way to put it is I've been a career short track racer. Um, you know, that's where my, my heart has been and what I've been doing the last 10 years. I've been a driver for Dale Earnhardt Jr. at, uh, at Junior Motorsports racing the late model program there. And um, we've accomplished a lot of amazing things with that program. And uh, specifically, we've raced a lot in the Cars Tour, which uh, is kind of the connection to get me here. Um, 
you know, over this over this year, uh, 2021, I've kind of my career's taken this like kind of unexpected, amazing swing uh, through where now I've been competing in the NASCAR Xfinity Series and and Truck Series as well as the Cup Series. And uh, but real, really still at heart, I'm a short track racer, and I love supporting uh, all these short tracks and what they're trying to do, and, and know how important that is to the high le- higher levels of NASCAR. So, um, you know, for me, I want uh, it's very exciting to be here. Uh, in Pittsburgh and in 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 Pennsylvania, there's a huge uh, you know there's a huge connection with sports in general as well as racing. A ton of racing in this area, and Jennerstown Speedway is a very historic short track. Um, and super late model racing is not something that I've had a whole uh, opportunity to do a whole lot of, but. You know, I'm really looking forward to the opportunity to compete at Jennerstown. Like I said, there's a long list of names that have competed there. And, but really, I mean, the, the most important reason why I'm here today is to try to just try to help promote this race. Um, you know, everyone at Jennerstown uh, is working extremely hard to, to build a successful short track and promote these races and get excitement and people in the stands here to support this race and support the Cars Tour as well as their their local program that they're running year-round. So um, if I can draw a little bit of attention to that and help uh, pack the the racetrack next weekend, that will be a success for me. So uh, like I said, thank you guys for having me and I'll take any questions if you all have any. Are you in need of financial planning or portfolio review? Rick Sabo of RPS Financial Solutions is an independent financial planner who has testified as an expert witness on insurance and investment fraud. He helps people who are concerned about their portfolio or with other financial matters. His services include investments, pension, and 401k rollovers, estate planning, life insurance, and long-term care alternatives. As a registered IRS tax preparer, he can assist retirees with the completion of property tax rebate forms and other government tax reduction programs at no charge. Mr. Sabo does not charge a fee to meet with potential clients for a fact find. His office is located at 5061 Route 8, Gibsonia, PA. If you are in need of any of the services that he provides, give him a call at 724-443-5720. That's 724-443-5720. Or email him at rick.sabo at jwcemail.com. Securities offered through J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, member of FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated, neither J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated or J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, nor its representatives provide legal, tax preparation, or accounting advice. Persons who provide such advice do so in a capacity other than as a registered representative of J.W.C.A. J.W.C. RPS Financial Solutions and JWC-JWCA are unaffiliated entities. A message for all racers, race fans, or campers. Alternative Power Sources Incorporated, located in western Pennsylvania since 1995, we have proudly served homeowners and businesses throughout portions of Pennsylvania, Ohio, and West Virginia, offering a complete line of generators and the ability to provide turnkey projects. From sales and rentals to service, maintenance, and installation, Alternative Power Sources is dedicated to providing reliable generator solutions. Their brands include MTU, Kohler, Gillette, Yamaha, Powertech, and ASCO. The experienced sales force has over 40 years' experience in the generator field, providing the resources to design the generator package to meet your needs and specifications and supply the specified products. 
If service is important to you, they are your source. Alternative Power Sources. For more information, call 1-800-894-4455. And now back to Don Gamble and more Rapid on Racing. Fans, joining us now is Jarek Johnson, the driver of the number 76 POWMIA late model. Jarek, I want to thank you for being with us. I appreciate you taking the time. Absolutely. Thank you for having us. You have a very unique situation, and I'd like you to discuss it. But first of all, I know you started out working with veterans organizations in 05. Then that translated into getting this car in 2012. Let's start with the vets. What did you do with them? Yeah, so um, at first we we were looking for sponsorship like any race team, and my dad being a, a veteran, uh, we had some connections and ended up being sponsored by the American Legion, the world's largest veterans organization in 05, and uh, ran around and did a part-time, uh, at that time was Bush schedule, but now it was Xfinity, and did a few races for them, and then we did some ARCA racing, things to help promote our veterans on TV, and uh, went to their national conventions and did a bunch of show car appearances with them, and um, at one point in time, they were explaining the need of more POW MIA awareness and thought that the people that we see in the large crowds we see, the Freedom Car would be the perfect way to do that. So in 2012, we became the POW MIA Freedom Car and are now supported not only by the American Legion, but also VFWs and AMVETS and other veterans organizations and just uh, patriotic Americans. I can only imagine the response you get when you take your car to one of these functions or one of these shows. What kind of a reaction do you get? Uh, it's a little bit of mix sometimes. You know, most of the time they're they're thankful for what we do and just being there, and, and sometimes it brings out a little bit of a, a emotion in them. So uh, we really enjoy what we do. You know, we might run 20 races a year, but we're doing somewhere between 50 and 60 show car appearances this year, and visiting with our veterans, and whether it's a, a parade or a, a convention or or just a Walmart parking lot, we like to get the POW MIA 76 car in front of as many people as we can and uh, use it as a teaching moment. You know, our mission is to promote and increase public awareness of the issue, um, but to also educate future generations of what POW MIA is or what it means. You know, it's not Palmaya, it's not some kind of rock band like we've heard. You know, it's prisoners of war missing in action. And then to, you know, remind our our Americans that, man, the greatest tragedy of all would be to be forgotten. So that kind of that hashtag, you are not forgotten, is our deal in all our social marketing and everything to just make sure whether it's a a veteran from the past or a military member now that uh, there's somebody out there that cares and they're, they're not forgotten. I think it's amazing what you and your team are doing. And I saw on Facebook uh, your most recent uh, presentation with the car. Where was it, and can we talk about it? Yeah, so we just got back uh, from uh, a Missouri trip that took quite a while. We went out there after Memorial Day weekend, visited Chevy dealerships, visited Branson, Missouri, which is kind of a an attraction spot out there. They have IMAXs and a bunch of shows and everything. So we're out there for about a week doing show car appearances. 
and then finished it off with a, a race, uh, a late mile race at Bolivar USA Speedway and ended up uh, winning the race out there. So it was just a, a good trip overall for our veterans. Now, I know you've been to Jennerstown three times. I always enjoy seeing the car there. Uh, some pretty tough competition. You'll be there July 3rd and August 7th. Uh, when you get to a place where maybe you're not just racing with the locals, but you're racing with the best in the country, uh, what is the mindset and how do you prepare for that? Yeah, that Motor Mountain Master deal has been tough <laughs> for some reason. You know, we I think we've been up there three times. Uh, we've qualified in the top ten every time. Uh, I think as, as good as fifth and finished second in our heat to get good spots for, for the race. And for some reason, we can't haven't been able able to put it all together yet. You know, we still we still go through and do our deal and, and hand out our POWMI awareness wristbands in the stands. So. For us, it's more than just the racing, but of course, as a driver, you know, I, I, I want to do well. So uh, we've been up there a few times now. The competition is tough, and I'm uh, I'm turning my wheels up here to find out how we can only find speed, which we've had, but be competitive in the race. And I think uh, I think we got something for them this time. On the side of your car, you have my computer career. Uh, a little bit about that. Yeah, so My Computer Career is our title sponsor of the POW MIA Freedom Car. They are uh, the group, other than the American Legions and VFWs and veterans uh, that support us, they are the group that is the main sponsor. They help uh, with all our travel, going to all these places, and, and doing everything that we do. So without them, it wouldn't be possible. So My Computer Career is a, an IT school that has seven campuses. Uh, North Carolina, Texas, Indiana, Ohio, and uh, they're also online. So you can you can go to my computer career no matter where you're at. And their big uh, their big thing is they're about thirty percent veterans on their campus. You know they're a big change of life kind of school, and veterans that are looking to get into something other than the military. It seems like the computer industry has been a real good fit for them, and it's my computer career's way of giving back to uh, all the students and veterans and, and people that go to their school. It's just amazing what you're doing for these people, these veterans. I admire you. Uh, your home base in North Carolina? We are. We're in Mooresville here. A lot of teams down there in Mooresville. My my home, I'm not there now, I'm in Pennsylvania, but my home is in Trotman. So one of these days, I'm going to have to come over and buy you lunch or something, just get a chance to chat some more. Um, a little, yeah, absolutely. A little bit about the, the guys that help you with the car. Yeah, so of course we're saying uh, My Computer Career is the title sponsor. Um, they, they're the thing that makes everything happen. And, of course, this year we have added a, a new campaign that, started in Jennerstown last year. If you notice, there's a big Helping Heroes uh, logo on the side of the car. Now, that's a nonprofit organization that we have trained from our You Are Not Forgotten to helping nowadays veterans with problems like PTSD, um, getting through relationships and, and different things like that. And also, all the way to Police officers and firefighters helping heroes helps all our heroes, and and they're a really cool uh, organization themselves that has done a lot of work with us. So helpingheroes.org 
is a way that you can go check them out and find out what they're doing. And then all the guys that work on, on our car, of course, you know, Dylan and, and Philip and Scott Stern from up there in Pennsylvania and my son Tyler. These guys put a lot of work to uh, do all these shows and and races all year long. So just want to thank them for everything they do. And, of course, my dad and my grandpa for being the veterans and getting this whole thing started. I saw a video on your page the other day. I didn't have a chance to go through the whole thing. What was that all about? I, I think somebody was interviewing one of your crew members. Yeah, so... Our social media, uh, if you go to, like, Facebook, it's P-O-W-M-I-A Freedom Car. And we try to keep everybody up to date with what we're doing. So um, every Monday we, we run a Freedom Car Weekly. And whether it's it's me or uh, somebody from Helping Heroes or one of our crew guys, our, our host is uh, Sean Goodsell from The Mental Edge, his own business there. And he, he hosts the, the show every week. And on Monday... Go check it out, Freedom Car Weekly, and it'll let you know what we're up to, where we're headed to next, and what we've done. I like it. I brought it up on the screen here. I'm not going to put the uh, audio on, but it, it looks like they're being very thorough and telling every, everybody what they need to know. Um, <clears throat> Absolutely. We're coming up on a commercial break. Any closing thoughts, anything you'd like to add? Man, just for all the veterans out there, freedomcar.org is our website, so if you want to go there, it'll have the information on all our partners and helpers like My Computer Career and Helping Heroes and, and information on Team Johnson Motorsports. Of course, it has our store on there, and all the proceeds from the store go to Helping Heroes this year, as well as our, our purse money was all figured into the My Computer Career budget for sponsorship. So every time we uh, compete, our, our winnings go to Helping Heroes and anything purchased from the store, hats, T-shirts, POW, MIA awareness wristbands, all goes to Helping Heroes. So uh, please go check out freedomcar.org to help support us. You're an amazing man, and I applaud you and your team. I look forward to seeing you up at Jennerstown. I thank you for being with us. Don, thank you for having me. We'll see you up there. Located in beautiful Somerset County in western Pennsylvania's picturesque Laurel Highlands, the Jennerstown Speedway Complex hosts exciting Saturday night racing from May to September. Come see daring drivers compete in late models, modifieds, pro stocks, street stocks, chargers, and the fast and furious fours. Special events include the Motor Mountain Masters, NASCAR Whalen Modifieds, ISMA sanctioned Super Modifieds, the Super Cup Stock Car Series, and Enduro races. The Jennerstown Speedway Complex takes great pride in providing fun, affordable family entertainment. The 6 p.m. start time allows the younger fans the opportunity to enjoy the entire show, including at the completion of each weekly event. Everyone in attendance is invited into the pits to meet the drivers and see the cars up close. Spend your Saturday nights in Somerset County at the Jennerstown Speedway Complex. I want to tell you a little bit about area auto racing news. Nice uh, newspaper. It covers a lot of good stuff. Some of the writers, Dave Moody, Ernie Saxton, Walt Weimer, Chuck Bollinger, Dave Dragovich, just to name a few. As a matter of fact, Bollinger, Dragovich, and uh, Weimer have been part of Rapping on Racing for many, many years. You can get 50 issues for $56. But what I like best is a digital subscription, which is $45. Really neat uh, paper. 
If you need more information, you can give them a call at 609-888-3618. That number again for Area Auto Racing News, 609-888-3618. You won't be disappointed. This is Brandon Overton, and uh, you're listening to Rapping on Racing. Fans, joining us now is Jake Gunn. Jake, good evening. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Very good. Very good. I've seen you racing. I think you're doing a nice job. I watched your dad race. I understand that he's uh, semi-retired or completely retired. Um, I always say semi-retired because uh, usually he has a a niche to get back in the car at some point. So right now he's semi-retired. It might be fully this time, but uh, we'll see how it goes as life evolves. Well, with you and your brother both racing, to have three cars in competition might be a little overwhelming. Yeah, without a doubt. Um, right now we've got two cars in competition, and that's a lot of work in itself. And, you know, a few years ago we had three when I was running a super late, and uh, both my dad and my brother were running a crate. and It was absolutely insane to maintain all three. So, you know, we're going to try to keep the two for a little while, but you never know. Now, this is a silly question, but why did you get involved in racing? Obviously, Dad was racing. At what age did you say to Dad, you know, I think I'd like to do this? Yeah, I think he bought my first go-kart when I was about eight years old. It was an old mongoose, and and um, from ever since then, I, I got in it. We had some fun, and, and it's just never stopped since. Now, uh, as far as your responsibilities or jobs in racing prior to driving, uh, were you pit crew, and what did you have to do uh, for the team? Yeah, so before racing, I think I didn't really have too many responsibilities other than uh, being the fun guy. I mean, I checked a little bit of air pressures and, and, and just tried to learn as much as I could at a young age without doing a whole lot. I guess you could say I was, I was sort of the uh, cheerleader for them back then, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but for the most part, you know, I was just I was just learning, and and I didn't do a ton of uh, a ton of the actual work until I got a little bit older. Uh, approximately, how many years have you been involved as a driver? As a driver, I think I'm going on 17 years now between go karts and, and uh, full size race cars. You don't look that old. <laughs> 25. <laughs> well, that that's a good thing if you don't look that old. What? Uh, What's the best part of racing? What do you like the best? Um, honestly, I think this is a pretty much generic answer to everybody else. It would be winning. But outside of that, I think it's hanging out with uh, you know my friends and, and family and being around other people at the track and, and truly just you know getting along and having, having fun with everybody as well as getting the opportunity to drive, which is a blessing in itself. So that adrenaline rush is also you know a big, a big part of it. Well, if you think about it, and I've said this so many times, you're maybe on the track for an hour. But the other six and a half days of the week, when you're in the garage, you're you're spending time with family. And that's precious time. That's something that, you know, you're 25, but when you get a little older and maybe move on, uh, Dad can't turn the clock back to enjoy all the things he's enjoying right now. And I think it's a great situation for you and your brother. Now, um... When Zach started driving, how old is Zach? He is 21, might be 22, I don't know. I always, uh, I always forget his age sometimes, even though he's my brother. Yeah. Back when he was younger, I used to say he was 12 until he was probably 16 and had a driver's <laughs> license. 
do you do you two get along? Yeah, yeah, we get along really well. We work on the cars together for the most part um, when our schedules uh, work together um, with both of us out working, especially him in the summer since he's not in college. Um, sometimes they conflict, and uh, he's not down there all the time at the same time I am. But, yeah, no, we get along, do stuff together, work on race cars, and, and have fun. Do you try a little harder when you when the two of you are in the race together? Um, without a doubt, I mean, there's always a little bit of competition there to to want him run him, to run to want to run him down and and um, you know beat him to the checkered flag and and I feel like that's always something in the back of both of our minds. But at the end of the day, I think I also look at it that if we're both in a good position to you know keep the cars together and not destroy anything, then then it'll be all right at the end of the day. So you want to have bragging rights at the family uh, holiday dinners, right? Oh, you ain't kidding. Somebody's <laughs> got to have bragging rights. <laughs> now, with uh, Dad as your mentor or crew chief, uh, do you listen to him when he tells you stuff, or are you like a typical son and maybe you think Dad's uh, doesn't have all the answers? I'll say face-to-face when we talk about it. I kind of like, you know what we're talking about? You're not sitting in the car at this time. But, uh, you know, once we get through that initial conversation and I kind of get over that whole dad doesn't know best anymore, I, I know he's right. And once the helmet goes back on, I take his advice and, and I try to do the best I can with it whenever I can. Um, there's certain times I think we, we definitely butt heads and disagree on what he thinks I'm doing in the car versus what the car is actually feeling like. And, and we try to find a middle ground for the most part. So. I definitely look up to him and take his advice as much as I can, even though, you know, sometimes initially I'm just like, I'm no good at this, and you're not telling me what I want to hear. So. <laughs> Fans, if you're just joining us, we're talking to Jake Gunn. Uh, Jake, um, when, when we ask, uh, you know, the drivers, I always get a variety of answers. What, what would you say was your most memorable moment in racing? Oh, man. It'd probably have to be winning the first super late race up at uh, Thunder Mountain. Um, it was actually while Dave Nicholas was still here with us, and uh, he was the car owner at the time. So, And he hadn't been in victory lane in a, in a long time. So I think it was probably two years ago when we did that and seeing his face. And uh, we were actually racing up at Thunder Mountain, like I said. And, you know, my dad didn't have an opportunity to always come up there. So a lot of times it was Dave and I. And that night he happened to be up there and and my mom was there, and, and uh, Rachel was there. So that was probably a pretty pretty big moment when it comes to racing, was winning that first Super Late race with all of them around. Dave was a good man. We, we lost him too soon. How about the most embarrassing moment in racing? <laughs> uh, this is a pretty juicy one, but uh, my first year racing go-karts, um, it was my first time out ever, and uh, we were up at Blairsville Speedway, and uh, when I came off the track after the final race, or it might even have been a heat race, I can't remember completely, but uh, uh, little me decided to keep the gas wide open, and I ran through the pits and, and ran into a couple people and knocked a couple cars off the stands, and finally somebody was able to pull the spark plug. Um, yeah, so that was pretty embarrassing. I ended up taking like a month off of racing at that point, and then I decided to get back in the car, and we won every every go-kart race the rest of that year after that incident. So it was an embarrassing moment, but it turned out to be better in the long run. So for a while there, you weren't real popular. But then when you started winning, I guess that didn't change. You still wouldn't be popular. If we look yeah. at uh, look down the road, your goals, uh, future, what do you 
Where would you like to be in racing? You know, I think I think the big answer would be that I'd love to be on a on a national tour. But at the end of the day, to be more realistic, I just uh, the goals in racing was just to be competitive anywhere we unload. You know, have uh, people come in and they see us pull in and they're like, "Oh, Jake's here." So that would be the main goal, and just to continue to to have fun um, with with everybody around me and continue to build friendships and relationships with us, with, with people throughout the industry as well as at the racetrack. That would be the biggest goal. You can't do this without sponsors. Let's take a minute and acknowledge the people that help you. Yeah, absolutely. So sponsor-wise, we have West Mifflin Collision, um, DG Manufacturing, Dynamic Technologies, which is on board this year, Slicker Graphics, Ingram Race Engines, um, Rocket Chassis, and uh, my good buddy, Tom Schwarzel, Tom Schwarzel Raisin. What, uh, what year uh, rocket do you have? We just uh, got a 2018 this year, so uh, that one seems to be working out a lot better. How about the pit crew? Um, who helps you out on the car? Yeah, absolutely. First and foremost is my dad. I think uh, he works his tail off to make sure we could do it, especially during the week when, when I'm working as well as, you know, my mom and my brother, um, Rachel, obviously, for always supporting me, um, even at the long nights at the shop and, and not seeing each other for a couple of days when that happens. She's still there and still shows up on Saturday happy and excited to go. Um, Mike Matta, he spends a lot of time at night uh, at the shops with me. Zach Dawson, he spends a ton of time with me as well. Um, Paul Gratz, um, he's always there to help out when we need it. You're pretty lucky uh, with Rachel as your girlfriend because she grew up in a racing family, so you didn't have to train her, and she understands the late nights and the sacrifices that the, the girls have to make in racing. So that's uh, that's a pretty nice deal for you. Um, we're coming up on a commercial. Uh, any closing thoughts, anything you'd like to add? Yeah, just again, I want to thank you know my mom, dad, Rachel, Mike, Zach, Paul, Anybody else that comes out to the track on a Saturday night to help us out, um, without all of those people around me, uh, I don't think anything would be possible the way it is. Well, Jake, I want to thank you for being with us. One last question. Um, do you think you're going to stay with the crates or stay with the supers? Do you have a preference? Which one do you like the best? Yeah, I absolutely love the super late model. But uh, for right now, I think uh, financially the crate's the way to go with the you know, with what Vicky and they're doing with the Rush Series, it's hard to want to pass up and, and try to run super late when, you know, they have such a great series and they're, and they're keeping us running for good money for the most part. Well, Jake Gunn, I thank you again. You have a nice evening. Yes, thank you. Stone Speedway proudly presented Rapping on Racing, the Tri-State's number one motorsports talk show. Today's program was brought to you in part by our marketing partners. Recognized by the Eastern Motorsports Press Association as one of the top racing shows in the Eastern United States. Have a great week and be sure to tune in next Monday for another installment of Rapping on Racing. Stand on it. Come on, y'all. Stand on it.